0: The following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about you, Cowboys? Yes! Go Cowboys! this, Cowboys! is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco.
2: hand Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Moore. keeps it,
0: and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Standback, Patrick Walker, And Kyle Yeomans.
1: It is a wonderful Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company live from the Star in Frisco and the SWBC studios as we preview the Dallas Cowboys defense versus the San Francisco offense. It's a divisional round matchup in the NFC playoffs coming up. On Sunday, we've got Isaiah Stambat. Mm-hmm. We've got Patrick nosey Walker. Yes, As always, Chris Beam running the mothership in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Fantastic. Fantastic goal. Fantastic goal.
2: Yes. Very nice. Hey, great job yesterday, Ky. Thanks, man. Uh, a little Baylor versus what? Texas Tech. Texas Tech. It's what uh-huh. he does? It's what yeah. he does. Baylor, it's Texas thing.
1: Tech, out in Lubbock, had a nice little national radio game last night. It was a blast. Just, you
2: just wake up in the morning, you PX. excellent. I try to, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I try to. I never, so I never listened to radio mm-hmm. like that. So, like, I walk in the bedroom last night, getting ready, to, you know, getting bed. My wife's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Who what are you listening to? Who like is that?" She's like, Listen "Is that a I'm like, "That's right. That's a <laughs> cow."
1: do you, you ever question who I'm listening right.
2: to? <laughs> listen to the
1: cable. Lots of fun. Uh, Compass Media Networks giving them, giving me the opportunity to go out there to Lubbock and, and call that game last night. Great crowd. And you came back, huh? You came back. I came back. I woke up at two forty-five this morning Woo. and got on the road. You went so to I bed could be at eleven. I went to bed. I got in bed at twelve thirty. Jesus.
2: Yeah. That's how much he cares about you guys, Cowboys. That's Nation. it. That's it. That's what I'm here for. Big game this week. Do have a big game,
1: and we got to get to talking about that topic. That's what's most important here overall. So let's do some news and notes, shall we? Let's see.
3: Well, Patrick Nocey Walker, WWRD. will Mm. do. Um, So the Cowboys are evaluating uh, the status of Jason Peters as well as J. Ron Curse going into this short week against the San Francisco 49ers. Jason Peters uh, suffered a hip injury in the obliteration of Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, there was a bit of optimism voiced by owner and general manager Jerry Jones on Tuesday morning to 105.3 FM, the fan. He said the team does have some hope that it's not a long-term issue. They'll obviously know more as the week goes on. Head coach Mike McCarthy said yesterday that Jason Peters, however, is not expected to participate in today, Wednesday's walkthrough, mm-hmm. as they you know, run some more tests and, and just basically monitor him over the course of this short week. I mean, it, it is a 40-year-old guy, um, short week, so he's got a hill to overcome in order to be available. And if he's not available, then they'll likely default to the original offensive line setup. Um, to the left, that is. So that's Tyler Beadish, center, Connor McGovern at left guard, and Tyler Smith at left tackle. Uh, J. Ron Kurse immediately after the game. J. Ron Kearse left the game in the third quarter as well. With a knee injury, he had to be helped off the field. Was not putting weight on that leg. Scary at first, but talked to J-Ron after the game. He said, I'll be fine. I'll be all right. It's nothing major. Uh, and that sentiment was carried by owner Jerry Jones, as well as Mike McCarthy on yesterday. Mike said that he expects J-Ron to participate in the walkthrough today. So that is very, very good news, because as we all can agree, J-Ron is going to be needed against this San Francisco 49ers offense. Some lesser injuries, Israel McQuamu dealing with a little bit of a thing, but he's expected to participate in the walkthrough as well. Um, Peyton Hendershot left the game temporarily uh, with a thigh issue. He's fine. He's expected to participate. So the only injury-related news that's um, really of some concern, I would say, is Jason Peters. We have to see how he goes over the course. What of the-
1: would you say your confidence level is right now and Peters going – Coming up this week. Short week, hip issue, 40-year-old guy, I'm not confident. That's kind of where I'm at as well. And honestly, you you have other options. It's not like that was a be-all, end-all and and you need him out there. You would rather have him available? Absolutely. Absolutely. But is it a, a be all end all that he needs to be starting and playing the majority of the snaps? Probably not on that offensive line, right?
2: No, and I've been honestly, I was I was beating on it on a drum, beating on a table, standing on a mountaintop, yelling, yelling from the yelling mountaintop. from the mountaintop, <laughs> mountaintop by Jason Peters, and I've I've pr- honestly been underwhelmed in his performance, unfortunately, I mean, in terms of the contributions that he's been able to make.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so, though we, we we definitely wish him, you know, to get healthy, um, we're, I don't feel as if we're missing. A lot of production, so um, that's 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 about as much. I'd say the, say the
3: the main thing that you'd be missing is the uh, ability to flex McGovern into that jumbo package to help that run defense. Very true. That that's where I think if Peters cannot go, and time will tell, if he can't go, then that what you unveiled or. You know, re-unheld, for lack of a better way to put it, against the uh, Buccaneers. You you may not have that. I have an idea. Yeah.
2: What's your idea? idea? How about we sub out McGovern and put in Hankins at the fullback position? Oh. (laughs) I would like that if if, big, huh? if if big man wasn't coming off of it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I right, swap, that out. I'll swap <laughs> that out. How about we go to somebody who has fresh legs since they didn't Fair they weren't enough. active last week? Oh, go. I knew oh, where you were yeah. going with that.
1: You got a little nasty to him. I when knew what got you, got you were nasty going to him. Huh? If Put if him in the
2: backfield. The, but if you want the
3: bigger body, Cubo. I like. That. He, he was, was also inactive last week. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's healthy. Cubo has been inactive the past two weeks, so if you want fresh, fresh legs. Fresh, legs. Yeah, it's fresh legs. Fresh.
1: Like the freshest of legs. Yeah, the fresh. fresh <laughs> I, think while we're, I think while we're at it, we give a call, and Chris Beam will know this reference, but you give a call to Laquan McGowan yeah. back in the day. A little Baylor oh. tight end. He was 380 pounds back yeah. in like the 2016 season. Yeah, 380.
2: I remember that guy. Yeah. yeah, you could do Hamster. Oh,
1: no, 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 no. That was Sean Oakman. That's Different Oak guy. Same it. game. Different guy. Sean yeah. Oakman this is the was a transformer. That was number eighty. Yeah, and eighty looked very small on his jersey. He wore number eighty because you put a three in front of it, and that was his weight. I mean, he was a yeah, massive, massive dude. Guys. I mean, he was a big dude. So let's let's give him a call. Why not? I mean, Terrence Steele caught a touchdown pass last year. Yeah, I'm right. He did. Damn right he did. Um, I mean,
3: and, and more realistically speaking, they they could find ways to still execute that jumbo package without a uh, big Mac back there. I mean, um, Farniak is is ready to go, but still not officially activated from IR, and his his 21 day window is approaching as far as expiration. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's. This week? It might be next week. I'll it's be, next week. It, it might be next week. Okay.
1: We're in, I think it's like day
3: eight right now. You, you might be absolutely correct. Yeah. But um, I mean, Farnia could be an option. You could activate him and, and use him in some fullback packages. Shoot, I mean, my, so, my weight right now, I might be active. <laughs> yeah.
1: You want to get a call? Get <laughs> oh, out there? Suit up.
3: Uh, nah, nah, brother. Suit up. Uh, uh, but that, that would be the only major thing as far as if Peters can't go yeah. is would that negate their jumbo package with Mac? I mean, it would negate it with McGovern. But would they still try to use that package and just try to find a sub out for McGovern? Maybe Farniak, maybe, well, I wouldn't say Aviant because uh, he's a tackle, But yeah. and, and you're going to need that with Jason Peters down. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We might get creative.
1: Now, w- speaking of subbing out and getting creative, what was the general reaction? Of course, Jerry Jones on 105.3 The Fan talking about it. Brett Maher, mm-hmm. what are your options outside of the Cowboys, because right now you're going to stick with Brett Maher, but just so sure. fans know, where do, where could you go? What are your options outside? Can you go sign somebody off the street, or is that 53-man roster locked?
3: The, the 53-man roster is locked, but to answer that question as far as where you could go, the thing about kicker is it's, for the most part, locker room notwithstanding and, and those types of intangibles, a kicker is – more so on an island as far as his operation. I mean, obviously you got the holder and, and that whole procedure, but you could theoretically drop a kicker in, and if he's hot, then he's hot. He's going to make his kicks. If he's mm-hmm. cold, then he's cold. He's not going to make his kicks. It's not similar to trying to learn a scheme, is what I'm getting at, right? You're not learning a scheme on defense. You're not learning a scheme on offense. It's can you kick? Can you kick? If you can kick, come in here and kick. So it would be much easier from a positional standpoint to, mm-hmm. to swap that out at this point, at this juncture. Your, but they're not going to do it. though. What's your confidence level in Meyer? In my right, in my heart right I'm, now, I'm I'm fine, man. It was just it was a bad day at the office. Yeah. It was a bad day. At right, the so office. you like what ninety? Uh, historically bad day yeah, historically at the office. Bad day. Are you at ninety percent? I'd even go ninety-five. Okay. It's here's here's my stance on it. And I answered it in the mailbag. I think the mailbag on this went live yesterday. If not, it'll go live today. Uh the question was, should the team move on from Brett Meyer? My answer is no. Um and I love that Dak Prescott put it so eloquently. He said, I played like, you know, sugar honey blank blank uh in Washington, and then look what I was just able to do, bounce back. It's resiliency. This is a team built and designed around resiliency. So if we as analysts and, and fans continue to buy into that and we continue to have reasons to as we've had then you can't sit here and say well Maher having a bad day Mm -hmm. as compared to the season that he's put forward and helped save some games for the Cowboys that he doesn't get the grace to have a chance to bounce back and be resilient I don't don't agree with that I think it was a bad day bad day's over he, he'll probably win the game in San Francisco. What's your confidence rating?
1: I, I would say probably 80%.
2: Oh, you dropped down to 80
1: Yeah. Fine, Kicker man. is it's volatile. Exactly. It is. It's up and down. You've got your, your good, you've got your bad, and you're going to okay. have to take the mountains with the valleys, yep. just like anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak Prescott, I thought, said it really well following the game when when he outlined it as, look at what I did last exactly. week. Look what happened last week with me. It was and, the worst game and, of my and, career. And then he turns around and he has the best game of his career. That doesn't always happen. Facts. You can't expect that to happen. Uh-huh. Brett Maher's not about to go out there and hit three straight sixty yard field goals and win the game nine to six. It's not gonna happen. Period. It won't happen. If it does, <laughs> I don't even know what I'll do. You have been I'll learn how to do a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure something out. But he's not uh, going to miss four nah, extra points again. Exactly. That's not <laughs>
2: happening right. again. My confidence level is at hundred. Okay. I'm at one hundred. Going all the way up. I'm at hundred.
1: I'm at 80. I'm a little Everybody, more realistic. I'm, some some right people have bad
2: crowd. games. Some people have terrible games. But it is what it is. This dude is still tried and true. He's yeah, been, he's been your, your age he your ace. If he didn't school have school school. the regular season of consistency that he did, Absolutely. That this would be a different completely different topic. Yeah, he wouldn't be here. No. He wouldn't be here. But I have 100% confidence in him. You could see the, the hurt in his eyes. Oh, yeah. You could see the hurt in his eyes. It wasn't like he was like, eh, whatever. Oh, no. like He was, it was
3: devastated.
2: It is devastated. And he felt like he was letting his team down. And any competitor that feels that way is going to do everything in their power to ensure that that never happens again. And I have full faith and confidence in him that he is going to help the Dallas Cowboys this week and hopefully uh, be on. It's been the story of the season. Resiliency. And, and yeah.
3: again, Brett Maher has earned the grace to be allowed to – come back and make right a bad game like he had in Tampa Bay. Everybody on this on this team has done it time and again. That's why this team has not suffered a two-game losing streak and will not suffer a two-game losing streak and hopefully won't suffer a one-game losing streak at all going forward. But, I mean, you saw what Dak Prescott was able to do after a very poor outing, came back and had the best game of his life, on one of the biggest stages against the greatest quarterback of all time. Brett Maher has saved games for the Cowboys this season. He's had a resurgent year, arguably a Pro Bowl caliber year, even without the nod. And he just let's just be glad he got that out of his system.
1: Yeah, get it out of get it out of your system in a
3: game like that. I put out a uh, didn't affect the the alcohol. Correct.
1: Yeah, correct. I I put out a a conspiracy theory in the studio the other day. I got shot down very quickly by Nate and Isaiah. mm It was that uh, Brett Maher was missing the kicks on purpose just because it was trying to keep everybody else on the sideline, on their toes, trying to make sure that everybody else was doing their job the right way. They didn't let up. They kept their foot on the gas the whole time. It was all intentional. It was a motivational tactic. Let's go with that. That's not the case. That's not the case. Hopefully... And, and I, I I do think it won't look like that again. You're not going to miss four it's straight. Not, it's not, not going to happen. But I so. will
3: say, um, to this discussion, Jerry Jones did kind of hint at the possibility, and this could be subterfuge, but he did hint at the possibility of the Cowboys having more conversations this week about potentially being more aggressive as far as two-point conversion attempts. Yeah. So I think that while Maher is definitely going to get grace, the grace that he deserves, if he does miss a point after, then... You'll see that rope get tugged and you'll start seeing some two point conversions. NFC Championship is on the line. Oh, uh, NFC Championship appearance. Got to play to win, the not playing to, play play to and lose. Yeah. So, but yeah, right.
1: no, I'm not moving on from Brett Maher. Good. There you go. All right. So now that we've gotten the Brett Maher talk out of the way, let's talk about this 49ers offense and the Dallas defense. Who has the advantage going into Sunday? We'll talk about that when we come back with more talking Cowboys right after this.
4: Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today.
3: Back to Talkin' Cowboys.
2: Uh, Isaiah, how about you read this? Uh, Which one you got there? Fan, fan of the year. Go right there. Let's go. NFL fan of the year. James Wright is your 2022 Cowboys fan of the year. Yeah, yeah. James brings the spice to every Dallas Cowboys game, and now he needs you to help him bring it to the Super Bowl. Vote for James to be given the ultimate title of NFL fan of the year, presented by Captain Morgan, by casting your vote at NFL.com slash fan of the year. You know what? And we met James. On uh, Monday
3: afternoon. He was in Tampa. In Tampa. Yeah. Uh, Nick Eatman, myself, and Bobby Belt, we were enjoying some lunch, Riverside. um, You know, getting our mind together for what was going to be a victory for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm, V-Day. James Wright strolls up looking all wonderful in his Cowboys suit and Cowboys custom hat. A fantastic person, fantastic human
1: being. Congratulations, James. Keep representing, my guy. I think James needs to hook Patrick
2: up with the same get-up. I'm mm. with it. The would, exact I, I same cowboy suit. Because yeah, yesterday we didn't get the hat. Yeah. There was no hat yeah. yesterday. You know, I mean, I understand why you didn't bring the hat, you know, but you, the people want the you, hat. You got to lock in for round
3: two. I'm it's not, you, over. That's it's fair. not over. It's not over.
2: Not settled. It, it, what did
3: Mike say yesterday? He said, uh, it's one win. Yeah. All it guarantees is four more Weren't we supposed
0: mm. to wear
2: hats on the set the other day?
1: Well, we did. We had headsets on. That's true. I got to get me an actual stats in, like,
2: you know, your situation. I got a new joint, too. The wife. Did you? Oh, she got me a little buffalo. You got hide one. Ooh, Ooh. you got to give me your connect though. You gotta hey, give me your connect. Dumb Australian buffalo hide ones, them things are giving me your connect. Nasty. Sorry, Peter. I what you doing out. tomorrow? Huh?
1: What you what you wearing tomorrow? You Oh, bring it for Say It With Your Chest Friday. Mm. I see what you're saying. I, you see what I'm, you see what yeah, I'm trying see to make what you, happen yeah, here? See what okay.
3: see what you're cooking.
1: Alright, when you're watching film Isaiah, yes. this San Francisco team, they jump off the page in a number of ways. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They jump off the page with Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Check. Yeah. Jump off with it. With this guy named Christian McCaffrey that has now been added since last year. Oh, by the way, you've got guys like George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell. Oh, and this young cat, his name is Brock Purdy. Rookie quarterback, he was Mr. Irrelevant. (laughs) Well, so far he's been pretty relevant for the San Francisco 49ers. What's the biggest thing that stands out to you about San Francisco offensively that's going to challenge this Dallas defense?
2: Versatility. I mean, these guys... (laughs) You gotta understand your keys and, and and stay locked in on them. Your assignments, alignment, and assignments is absolutely everything this week because Bars. whoever is calling the plays. I don't know if it's Shanahan. I don't know if it's you know was it Chris Forrester, Bobby Slowik, whoever Shanahan. they want to say. Yeah. I don't. Whoever Shanahan. Whoever they want to say. Yeah, okay. You know it's Shanahan. Anyways, these guys. They. they <laughs> you know who know. it it's is. It's one thing to have a bunch of talent offensively. It's another thing to utilize all of it. And when I say utilize all of it, it doesn't mean that everybody has to get their yards every game. I mean that one day it might be Christian McCaffrey that goes off, and another day it might be Debo, and another day it might be Brandon Ayuk, right? another day it might I – mean these guys just have weapons, and I haven't even mentioned Kittle yet. Nope. The thing – they utilize – each person's assets to the, to the greatest of their ability. McCaffrey, they get him out in space. They utilize him inside the box. They bring Elijah Mitchell as a change of pace back, okay, and a physical back. And then all of a sudden you have Debo, who can line up in the backfield as a running back. They'll put a Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey in the backfield at the same exact time, and you still have to respect the speed of Brandon Ayuk clearing things out for a Kittle. And if you want to go ahead and use your safety to cut and cut the over routes of Kittle, well, then now you have to worry about Brandon Ayuk going behind you. Oh, and if you want to sit back and and with two high safeties, then guess what? They still have a Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell and um, a Christian McCaffrey that can run the ball. So they really put you in a bind in terms of hey, do what you do defensively. We're just going to do the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to take advantage of whatever it is that you, your weakness is for that particular look. And that is a trouble because some guys are kind of just out there as, oh, okay, yeah, they got some skill sets, but we're, we're not going to use them right now. These guys use all of them. And the moment that you start to ignore one of them and forget about one of them because one of the other guys is having a heck of a day, oh, crap, I forgot they got this cat out here. Mm-hmm. And he's just been waiting in the weeds. So that's what makes it very difficult. I, I actually closed my laptop last night. I closed it last night. I was watching <laughs> <laughs> because I said get out of my yeah, face. Cuz as I started I was I was you know I, I mock up my film, I write all on it, you know, I take my notes, I start drawing stuff up and I was finding it's myself annotated. Yeah, I was finding myself doing it on every play. Mm. So I finally just closed I just closed it. I was like Shh, I'll come back to this tomorrow. Because you can't there's it's not like last year. Last year I was able to t- to find some tales. Last year, we was. talking there. about Kittle. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about Kittle. we some, some other things, some offense alignment. that were giving away some keys, some indicators. I haven't found one yet. I'm hoping to find something, but they just yeah, they suck. I mean, it sucks. It's a bad. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. There's no way around it. Yak
1: yards after the catch.
2: That is what. that's one thing that
3: San Francisco does to an elite level. McCaffrey, Yak, Kittle. He'll he'll also you know. Get depth before the reception, but most certainly, Yak. Brandon Ayuk with that speed, Yak. Debo Samuel, need I say less? Yak. 74 yard touchdown against the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. That was a pass to the flat. He let, he let it go
1: all the way. <laughs> and he <laughs> Broke just that he thing.
3: took it all the way. He breaks tackles. You've seen him lower his shoulder and lower the boom on incoming defenders. So he's physical, but he also has speed to run past you. So I say all of that to say um, this is a game where the Cowboys better be on their best behavior as far as tackling after the catch. Tackle, tackle, tackle. And this is a Cowboys team that when they do that, they've proven they can be elite in their own fashion. Yeah. In Assa, in in decoding both the Buccaneers and and the Cowboys um going into the wild card matchup, I noted that the Buccaneers were one of the worst in the league in red zone offense. Cowboys were and are still number 1 in the league in red zone defense. Yeah. That goes to say fine. You can allow some yak here and there, but don't allow the home run yak mm-hmm. against the 49ers. If you can Stop the home run yak and force them a a, a chunk play to put them in the end of red zone. And then now you stare them in the face and say, "Okay, now do it again. And you know that you have the number one defense in the league and keeping players and teams out of the end zone when they get to the 20 yard line or shorter. Your confidence level skyrockets. Mm -hmm skyrockets because you're you're not concerned that Debo just got a 30 yard catch or kittle had a 15 yard. You're like, okay, that sucks, but okay, you know, we're not broken by that. Some teams will get broken by that. Some defenses will get broken like, oh man, here's another chunk play. Here's another chunk play. The Cowboys start to really amp up off of that and say, okay, well yeah you got that but can you get can you get 20 more to get into the end zone? Can you get 15 more to get into the end yeah, zone? Yeah because
1: as much as they've given right. up rushing yards they haven't necessarily Broken into Correct. the red zone. What did They've... they
3: just do against um, Tom Brady? Forced the pick. Fourth down, Tom Brady walked that ball down there. J. Ron Kirsch is like, nope, that'll be mine. You put Brock Purdy in the same situation. And for me, Brock Purdy being, and this is not to take away pr- from Purdy, he's had a, an excellent season in supplanting uh, an injured Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's still a rookie going against a seasoned defensive coordinator, uh, going against seasoned players on the defensive side of the ball. LVE is back in the heart of your defense, right? Right. Michael Parsons versus that offensive line. Yes, mm-hmm. they have some, they got some guys on the offensive line, but it's it's not a great wall. You can get pressure. Seattle they got hands on Brock Purdy. They were feeling Seattle
2: him. had their back had the 49ers. Three quarters. We were texting wall, about this. Yeah. Three quarters.
3: So here's what the Cowboys need to do defensively. You go and you look at the Seattle Seahawks tape, and you go and you look at the New Orleans Saints tape oh, against you know. the 49ers. I get it. <laughs> I, I picked the two. I get it. Um the Saints. Basically held, not basically, but they held the 49ers to 13 points. That offense to 13 points. Seattle had them on the ropes for three quarters, and mm-hmm. that included a lot of pressure on Purdy, and including forcing him to make quick reads and progressions, and he was making incorrect decisions and bad throws. That throw, that deep throw, deep shot to Brandon Ayuk, that could have been an interception, mm-hmm. but Ayuk pulled back. Samuel, wide open in the deep middle on the crossing Missed route. Missed him. He, he didn't see him. Yeah. He didn't see him because the pressure had been getting to him so often due to that point in the game that he felt like his timer had to be quick. That's, that's how you, you That's
2: how you do it. Facts, but you have to take them – you have to put them in a situation where they can no longer – where they don't have the time to rely on that's the running game. Facts. That's awesome.
3: Well, that's look right. at what they've
1: that's done it. this season. In rankings, fifth in the, the NFL in the regular season in terms of yards per game. Right? 365 yards per game. They were eighth in rushing yards, but where were they in time of possession? Third. They were right up there. They were just a couple seconds off being the best team in terms of time of possession all year long in the NFL. So you, you, you've you got to at least
2: make it close, right? You have to put them in a position where you can get after Purdy. Yeah, Because if they feel as if they can just – what did they do last year? What did they do last year against Dallas? Ran and the ball. They freaking ran the ball mm-hmm. all over. You got to know that's what they're they going to the do. They went through the tackles. They yes. went to the outside. They yeah. did everything. And then they added a guy. Yeah, Not just did. a guy. They added a, a, a in guy my that used opinion, to be the guy. One of the best guys. In, a guy I, that used to be the in guy. In my opinion, one of the most versatile backs the NFL has ever seen. In one of the most nobody versatile
1: offensive yeah. schemes yeah. that the NFL is it. seeing yeah.
2: currently. Yeah, so yeah. you're talking about making it easy for Purdy? Make it easy. They're making it easy for him. Right? Run the ball, run the ball, short passes. Mm -hmm. Okay, run the ball, run the ball, play action, crossing route. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean yeah, right. (laughs) You don't have to make the amazing pass down the field. Dallas is going to have to force them into that. What does that mean you have to do? That means that your front seven and that your safeties and everybody else and their mama, okay, is gonna have to come up and tackle. Mm -hmm. You have to tackle. Teams aren't struggling with the ability to stay in front. San Francisco Mm -hmm. teams are struggling with the ability to bring them down. That's what the issue is. McCaffrey is known for shaking and baking the first one or two guys. Okay. Debo is known for running out yeah. of the first one or two tackles. You have to get these guys to the ground. But you can't get so honed in on coming down and playing physical with them, because that's what they want to do. They want to play physical ball that all of a sudden you're, you're 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 redlined and you're you're coming downhill, and then you got freaking Brandon Ayuk that gets behind you. You miss your assignment. Yeah, you miss your assignment. So that's what I mean. Like it's gonna be the most difficult most difficult task for our defense in its, in its entirety to stay disciplined on just their assignments. And no self-inflicted wounds.
3: Cowboys did a fantastic you, job yeah, you, of, yeah. of no yeah. self-inflicted wounds being uh, a thing against Tampa. Um, but And I'm going to have to keep looking back at the Seattle game versus um, the 49ers oh. in the wild card because <laughs> you had them.
2: Freaking one hand in the pocket, You man. had
1: them. Yeah. Don't
2: fumble the football. One but hand my, in my the pocket. Is, that's, that's day one stuff. From yeah. quarterback. is that a yeah. self inflicted wound? That's a self inflicted oh, yeah. rule. And, and to, and to back up backup. Nosey's point he's making a very valid point, and we can say this every single week in the NFL. Don't turn the ball over. It's very sure. really simple. Okay, mm-hmm. but it's the recipe for success, especially against the 49ers. Right. Tampa Bay. Absolutely, you don't want to give. You didn't want to give TB twelve an opportunity to have more th- more throws. Okay? Never, right. but you knew that he was going to throw. Right, So there's always a chance that you can tip the ball, or there's a chance that you can sack. If you put a team in a situation like the 49ers who are very good at moving the ball and moving the chains, who are very good at not turning the ball over, all of a sudden these guys can just turn around and hand the ball off, mm-hmm. that's when you're in a bad predicament. Because that's how you lose
1: the time of possession battle you, and they take control.
2: That's how you lose the time of possession battle, but these guys are running all kinds of different running schemes. And they're physical. And they got Trent Williams. They got all these guys. Like This isn't what you want. You don't want to have to line up and hit your head against the wall against these guys in the third and fourth quarter. It's not what you want.
3: The Seahawks had them 17-16 at the half. And then going into the fourth, it was 17-23. And if you want to go back and say, well, for those box score watchers, they'll look at that final score – and, and they'll say, oh, 41-23, there was a but whoop. Well, actually, no, it really wasn't. No. What happened to the Seahawks is what the Cowboys did to the Colts. The Colts had the Cowboys on the ropes for three quarters, and a turnover happened, and then things just went to hell. Spiral. And that's yeah. what happened with the Seattle Seahawks. So they third quarter, 17-23, they're still very much in this game. Geno Smith fumbles in the pocket. Ball is on the ground. Seahawks are staring
1: at it like, what are we supposed to do Day here?
3: Over. 49ers get the ball,
1: and they just rattle it off from there. So let that be a warning, though. Yes. Because like Mike McCarthy, he said in his press conference the win against tampa bay only allows you to play four more quarters not three quarters got to play all four not two quarters but four full quarters we've talked about the versatility mm. of san francisco and what they do well where are they vulnerable? I want to hit that on the other side of the break. Where can you get after the rookie quarterback? And is there something that Dallas has presented Brock Purdy that he hasn't necessarily seen in his NFL career? We'll tell you what that could be when we come back.
0: On the other side of the break, More talking Cowboys right after this.
4: Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today.
0: Little Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something
4: that a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black.
3: As the boys are striving for greatness, do the same with Dallas Cowboys jerseys. Get your hands on premium gear at the nearest Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or log on to Dallas, oh, I'm sorry, shop.com. Oh, let's try this again.
1: You
2: got it. Oh, you're, you're fine. Gonna, no, again. I just want You're yep. going We're
3: going oh. to run it back. As the boys are striving for greatness, <laughs> do the same with Dallas Cowboys jerseys. Get your hands on premium gear at the nearest Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. A fanatic's experience and level up your game day look for
1: the NFC Conference Championship. Mm-hmm. How about that? Like Very it. well done. You guys are having to carry the show today. Thanks for <laughs> showing up, gentlemen. Kyle, It was good. Very well done. All right. Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Chris Beam, of course, running it all in the back. Previewing the San Francisco offense versus the Dallas defense. Brock Purdy. Tell me what, what uh, he has not seen out of these names that he's faced. All right. Miami. Tampa Bay. Seattle twice, the Washington football team, I guess Washington Commanders, sorry, Las Vegas Raiders, and Arizona Cardinals. Who is Brock Purdy, what has Brock Purdy not seen throughout those games that the Cowboys defense can bring to the table? I got the answer for you. Go ahead. What Don- is it? Donovan Wilson.
3: Okay. I think Donovan Wilson impacts this game in a magnificent fashion. I th- and I think in the aspect of each one of those teams that you named, they have and had tried um, to execute safety utilization the way that Dan Quinn is going to utilize Donovan Wilson. But having the blueprint to do something versus having the tools to do something, those are two entirely different things. The Mm -hmm. Cowboys have both the blueprint and the tool when it comes to dropping down a guy like Donovan Wilson um, and using him as either uh, a feint, to kind of fake that he's going to blitz and then he drops back in short yard coverage or that he's actually going to come and fire out of the cannon. And if he fires out of the cannon, he can absolutely get to Brock Purdy quickly, Mm. expeditiously. Um, And he plays violent. You're talking about the Cowboys' defense needing to make sure they tackle and square up. Donovan Wilson is also one of the better tacklers in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, I think Donovan Wilson is is a skeleton key, for lack of a better way to put it. I think J. Ron Curse is another skeleton key. That's why it's paramount that he's healthy and on the field for this game. But for me, talking about those teams you just listed, none of them have a
2: Donovan Wilson. What
1: do you think? What do they not have?
2: Relentless, except for of Vegas, but they're in a different space right now. Relentless, just pass rushers that's kind of what
1: I was leading on yeah they don't have a lion Isaiah yeah that's what they don't have they Door. don't have Micah Parsons look at the two teams that might have the best pass rush out of that bunch yeah, the Raiders. it's the Raiders yeah. and it's Washington they sacked him for a combined seven times yeah. those two teams you can get him yeah. you can face. get after Brock Purdy oh, we'll have seven sacks You'll the Cowboys will have seven this sacks. Week. You think so? Yeah, that's a win. They're gonna get after him. Seven sacks. That's a win. Yeah,
2: but that means the offense has to score points early. Mm-hmm. But yeah, seven sacks.
3: If you get seven sacks and lose this game, <laughs> that's what, a problem. What in the
1: entire hell is going on? Purdy, Miss Purdy. Yeah, yeah,
2: Purdy, Mr. Purdy,
1: yeah, Mr. Purdy, Mr. Purdy. I mean, yeah. thir- <laughs> he's got thirteen he touchdowns. He's got four interceptions. He takes care of the football. He is a game manager. He has
2: not been startled. It, it, that's exactly Seattle where I'm getting at. Him. Get him started. Startled, startled him. Him. a bit. A I a bit. Bit.
1: think Dallas could get after him a it's whole lot more yeah. than the Seattle thing, the did. The thing is, though. he's familiar with
2: Seattle. You
1: uh-huh. know what I mean, like he had like, already like, seen him, like,
2: once. and
3: they still were getting in his face. Yeah. So that goes to Kyle's point and to my point earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, you can get in his his space, his personal space. You can get in his face, and you can make, shorten his window. To throw the ball. And when you do that, because even when he has time back there, he's not really going through as many progressions as yeah. a veteran would. So shrink that time, that
2: window of time, and he's going to start making mistakes. You have to so I know we're talking about our defense, San Francisco's offense today, but you can't we we can't approach this conversation without, at least I can't, without making the point that our offense has to get up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They it, yeah. because you force their hand now, and Purdy has to throw. Dallas only wins this game if Purdy throws for over thirty passes. Okay, I can see that. I, I could go for that. Okay, I could go. For he Dallas. Threw,
1: he threw for thirty against San Francisco. I mean, against
2: Seattle, yeah, and they almost lost. They should have lost if mm-hmm. it wasn't for Geno. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's just that's true. That's facts. I he mean, I he know.
1: threw thirty-five uh, against. The Raiders in a 37-34 win. That was a game that they were trailing up until very late. And then he threw 37 in his first career game, and that was where he came in and filled in against Miami. Well,
3: well, let's qualify it better because you're right. That said, let's let's add a little bit of an asterisk to it. If we can get – if the Cowboys can force Purdy into 30 passes that are greater than five yards downfield Mm – I think that's a win for the Cowboys. Because you have to keep in mind the dink and duck. Is a, yeah, right? it's, it's, Se- it's an extension seven, of 74 the run yards, game. 74 of his uh, passing yards against the Seahawks was on one play, Debo Samuel to the Do, flat. Debo doing get Debo the the Samuel work. things. So that's yeah. what I mean. So if you can get him throwing downfield, mid to downfield,
1: on 30 passes or more, you've won that game. I want Brock Purdy to lay in bed Sunday night, close his eyes, and see nothing but 11. That's what I want him to see. <laughs> one, 1 Or 90, or 92, yeah, or I, 54, yeah. or 56. I, I don't care. I want it all in his head yeah. all night
2: long. It's going to be a very violent D-line game. D line full of dogs. It is going to be hey, violent. Hankins but I want to well. be the aggressor. Hankins got him a sack against Brady. But, I, but I'm saying, like this. Hankins. This defensive front, knowing their character and knowing how competitive they are, they are they're going to be pissed off from last year's game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then you think about some of their new additions. Their new additions are going to adopt that pissed offness. Mm-hmm. Okay, the pissivity. <laughs> the, the, I like right. it. Okay, yeah. you talk about a Sam Williams. He's gonna he's gonna adopt that. Right? Well, he, he, yeah. Sam is he's a, a byproduct of
1: the the mentality that's of what I'm all talking that. About. Yeah, yeah,
2: he's that type of guy. You talk about Hankins. Hankins is mm-hmm. going to get in that back. Hankins. Right. Devon Clark, maybe. Yeah, D.C. Oh, D.C., He definitely mm-hmm. going to be up for this one now. Yeah. Because you're talking about some of the abilities that these guys have offensively. Oh, he's going to be like, oh, I'm the, I'm the neutralizer for that. Oh, yeah. My size and speed? Oh, yeah. yeah. McCaffrey hasn't seen me. Debo hasn't seen me. Oh, yeah. Like that, he go, I I know he's going to take that personally. I look for, I hope. And I took that personally. <laughs> that these guys take this personal.
1: Anthony Barr had some nice little battles back and forth Barr with this San Francisco like team.
2: last week's game personal. Yeah. I like Bar's approach. Yeah. That was the most against physical. Tampa? That was the most physical I had seen Barr be in a Dallas Cowboys uniform.
3: But this is what you love about these matchups. And this is why I say, you know, the, the angle of catharsis is so valuable. It's because you look at the game against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. All the Cowboys defense heard all week, all Dak Prescott and their offense heard all week was how they had never, the organization had never beaten Tom Brady. You can't get over this hump. Yep. It's Tom Brady. It's the playoffs. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. And you saw what happened. Now, here comes San Francisco. Not only did San Francisco walk onto your field at AT&T Stadium and embarrass you to knock you out of the playoffs, but also, already you're hearing how unstoppable the 49ers are. The and versatility the, of the, the offense. Oh, you, if you're the Cowboys, you don't stand a chance, you might as well not show up. Keep that on the loop. Because this this Cowboys defense is champion at the bit to get it done and in magnificent fashion, and they really want to bully the
2: 49ers who came in last year and bullied them. Yeah. You know what I would do if I was a strength coach? If I was Harold Nash? Oh, gosh. Harold Nash was my strength coach when I was in New England. I I didn't know Harold. Um, Send him a text. Yeah, I'm going to send him a text. Do it right now. I'm going to do it. Um, No, on the show. Yeah, I should do it. Show Um, it. (laughs) Show it. In real time. I think that <laughs> I think that in the meeting room, the top of the special teams meetings, top of the offensive meetings, top of the defensive meetings, they should show the replay, okay? And if I see Coach, I'm going to tell him, show the replay, the first couple minutes of the meeting mm-hmm. while everybody's getting settled into their seats, of those guys coming out the tunnel. Just oh, that. Yeah. Coming out the – just that over and over again. Over and over again. Over and over again. And then – chop- it, 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 it reminds me of when – when I was in, and I go back past my, my NFL years and go back to college. We were getting ready to play USC, and they were on the top of the world, mm-hmm. right? And we needed to beat these guys, okay? That was right before Reggie Bush and Matt Liner, right? Right after. Oh, that's right. right it after, was after. Yeah. Sorry. So we were about to go down to SC, and our strength coach played the fight song on the stereo in the weight room for the entire week. He played the USC fight. Ooh. I was. <laughs> so over it. By the time we got there, I saw the horse. I wanted to tackle the horse. <laughs> like, we were so enraged. So go back yeah. and show those guys coming out that locker room last year with the boom box, Deebo, Trent Williams, all them guys hyped up, feeling mm-hmm. confident. Show that over and over and over again. So when you see those guys, you want to do nothing but just punch them in their chest. Yeah, and feel
3: free to sprinkle in some, you know, the, the analyst clips of – Cowboys shouldn't show up. This game is going to be a rout. There's no, they don't stand a chance. And what I will say, piggybacking off of that, is what popped in my head is keep in mind this game is being played in California. Cowboys foothold in California is yeah. is strong. Right, So there was a a very, very good turnout. Shout out to Cowboys fans that showed up at Raymond James Stadium. That was a very good turnout. But now you're talking about California Cowboys fans, and they always show up. No doubt. So, yes, there will be a lot of red in in Levi's, um, but I think there will be a ton of blue. And that might look like a college game. That might be split 50-50. So the Cowboys are going to have no shortage
1: of fans cheering them on as well. So that's going to help the case. And I think last year, I think Cowboys Nation should take it a bit personally, because what happened at AT&T Stadium? You looked out, and what did you see? Saw a whole lot of red. A whole lot of red. 49ers fans showed out at AT&T Stadium. So if you are on the West Coast and you do listen to Talking Cowboys, call in Cowboys Nation, go out there. Suit up. Suit up, get ready, and get out there to Levi Stadium. So we're previewing the defense, going up against that San Francisco offense, based off of what you said with versatility, what we've said with motivation, and and what we've said with scheme who has the advantage at this point going into the game? Which which one of those units has the advantage right now? For for Dallas. For Dallas defense versus the San Francisco offense. Which one has the advantage in that matchup specifically? I'm still figuring that out. You haven't settled in I on haven't it. Settled in on it yet? The game goes as the quarterback goes. Yeah.
3: So. For me, I'm, I'm shrinking it to a micro with so many weapons offensively McCaffrey, Ayuk, and, and Samuel, and you know, Kittle, and the list goes on and on. The way to neutralize them is to neutralize the quarterback, and the quarterback is not Tom Brady. No, nope. the quarterback is not Jimmy Garoppolo. Birdie. The quarterback is a rookie guy who is playing well, but hasn't faced this front. The teams he's beating have a combined record of 53 and 58. Hmm. He's not faced this level of pass rush. He's not faced this defense. So quarterback versus defense, Cowboys have the edge. They got to get in Brock's face.
1: I I think you're right. I think the Cowboys have a defensive edge in this matchup. I would pick the Cowboys in this matchup. When we preview the other way around tomorrow, Cowboys offense versus San Francisco defense, I might have a different story. I'm going to ask you the same question tomorrow. You said you're not settled on it. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to come back. I got more film. To watch. I'm going to come back. I'm going to get you. But based off of Don't pause my research, time. I'm Finish. I'm going defense just like Patrick. So check one for the Cowboys, at, at least on paper and three, on the I got, film. I
2: got, but give me three more hours of film, and I got okay. You're going to get three more hours in yeah, by three tomorrow? More hours of
1: I'm going to hope to get three more I'm hours freedom. of sleep by tomorrow. Yeah. I'm hoping to get some of that. Yeah, you so. need that. I do. All right, right, let's. that's it for us here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Special thanks to everybody for joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. Central time, to break down the Cowboys' offense versus the San Francisco defense. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, and Patrick C. walker I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys.